You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners, and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of fire. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. And Marta is holding microphone, <laughs> still working on Very having the microphone, the most comfy setup. Yeah, you were you are holding okay. it like it's the most precious thing you have ever received, like with your delicate hands. It was really mesmerizing. Yes, I should have uh, had the photo taken now. Mm. I think we, we can arrange that from that video footage that we constantly forget that it's being made when we are having the radio show. They can make a still and then we will see how it looks like. Yes. Yeah, Dennis confirms. Dennis, why you are never in our video version? Why they never set a camera on you? Uh, I think it's the plan, but they really don't like me. Yeah, you know, but don't worry, I'm the second most disliked person. You know, one camera only shows my elbow. And that's all. So Marta, you are the favorite of the station. Yes. That's gonna be one famous elbow. Yeah, I will show it again. Yeah, that's the elbow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very good intro to Thank today's you. show. <laughs> I always try. Yes, so today <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had something more, no, so I wanted no. to give you space. No. But you just try, okay. Yeah, trying is important. Trying, that's all, that's all. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so introduction to today's program. Yeah. Dear, dearly beloved, <laughs> dearly. <laughs> we have gathered here to discuss <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are we discussing? Uh, career design challenges. Yes. Yes, that, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yes. So why this topic today? Well, uh, we are running this topic. I like it that you are interviewing <laughs> yourself. Like, okay. you asked yourself a question <laughs> and then you will answer. Okay, no yes. problem. No, I think it's better you answer. Wait, You're right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I want why this topic today, Anna? <laughs> I don't know, but I can provide you with an elbow. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Marta, so why this topic today? Okay, thank you. <laughs> that, that will probably work better. Okay, so this week I went to Business Academy in Aarhus. Mm. Uh, I've been invited, not, not that I just barged on them. <laughs> barged on them? <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay, well, I was invited no. to be a guest speaker mm -hmm. at Business uh, uh, Academy. You didn't barge on them. <laughs> I, I love this. I, I love this word. Barfed on them either. Yes. So that's that's very good news. That's always good. So I did have an opportunity to talk to two groups of students mm -hmm. studying innovation and entrepreneurship about designing career. Uh, a friend of the show, uh, Greta, who has been here with us, she's uh, teaching there a really cool subject called employability. Mm -hmm. And she has invited me to share my process of designing and redesigning career. And while I was there, I have asked both uh, groups, what are the biggest challenges that they encounter in being able to design their career? Because you can approach your career in a sense, you know, like wherever wind blows me, you know, I will get a job they give me, I will, you know, study where they accept me, uh, or you can be very conscious about having a career plan and designing your career. Mm. So today, so, so that's why the topic. That's because why the topic. That's because because a number of students have shared with me their challenges. Yes. And I thought that they are very valid challenges. And I thought that it will probably help many more people if we talk about them. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you basically gathered those challenges anonymously, I assume? Well, anonymously to a degree that they were raising their hands and telling the challenges. <laughs> but you don't loud. remember them like by name, you cannot. Not yeah, everyone no, at not least. Everyone. However, well, they have given me more than five challenges, but mm -hmm. I have decided to compile them into five challenges. Why? I don't know. Why? Why five? 
Why five? Yeah, good mm. question. We yeah. have answered that question several times, right? Because five is just simply the best number. Yeah, it's the best number in the universe. That's true. Okay, so today we are talking about designing the career. I'm actually really curious about this because I have a feeling that, you know, in my case, it was most of the time anywhere the wind blows. Is that Bohemian Rhapsody? Exactly. Thank you, Dennis. That's because I was thinking, why am I thinking Bohemian Rhapsody in my head? And it's because you said anywhere the wind blows. And before Marta, you will start, I want to ask Dennis. Dennis, are you designing your career or you are just like anywhere, anywhere the wind blows? Um, I have started since that I now am employed and not just an intern to mm -hmm. design my career. And taking the reins and doing something about it, mm. creating the future, not just blowing where the wind blows. Okay, well, I would like to actually still, as a part of introduction, ask you, both of you, a couple of questions. Oh, Jesus. Is that okay? Yes, we are ready. And are we Anna, ready? you have been answering that question before on air, but I still want you to answer that question. On the ground. Yes. On the ground. <laughs> yes. I so can also do in fire. Uh, I will I will ask Anna because yeah. uh, I know uh, the, uh, that she's not going to struggle as much with answering that question. And that also gives you a little bit of time, Dennis, to think about the answer. So who do you want to be when you finally grow up? Oh, my. No. Uh, you can give many answers. It I doesn't have to many be answers. one answer. Okay. Of course, I still, even if sometimes I think if I'm not just talking to myself that story but I still want to be a writer I want to write for a living and I want to work in a radio or doing the podcast so basically two number one most profitable jobs in the universe mm -hmm. uh, and I think I would also like to teach and public speak and public speak that's and a good public one. speak i don't know if that's a profession some people uh, on facebook in their sponsored posts are trying to convince me that's a profession that i would actually see it more like a sidekick but uh, yeah i like teaching as well and i i guess there are professions when all of those desires are combined and i actually uh, have come up with a couple of those yeah mm -hmm. okay and what makes you think this is the right thing for you because I die and rot and slowly doing other things. <laughs> and and mm -hmm. so and as opposite to dying and <laughs> rotting, doing other things when you're doing this kind of things, what happens to you? I feel like I'm still again being tricked into a coaching session with you. Martha. No, I'm just asking questions. I'm going to make a point at some point. OK, so your question is uh, opposite of. No, it's just that you said that when you're doing other things, uh, you mm -hmm. had that very vivid expression. Very vivid, yeah. <laughs> so now I, I'm just curious, how do you feel when you do that stuff, writing, teaching? Uh, podcasting well i I, f I feel very joyful mm -hmm. and very passionate about the results if they are good even if they are bad it's still okay I don't know, it's just something that i truly love to do and that's why i do it okay joy that's joy. the that's, that's the good fulfillment question. a sense of purpose and passion and mission <laughs> Dennis nonchalantly yeah. threw a cable when he heard me. <laughs> Not sure what was that supposed to be. <laughs> Too much getting stress. <laughs> He's yeah. getting stressed. Like, what the hell am I going to yes. answer after that? Yes. But there is one last question. Yeah. And this one you have definitely answered a few times before. Okay. On air and on the ground and on waters probably as well. Mm -hmm. Who did you want to be when you were a kid and a teenager? <sighs> writer i wanted to be a writer and i wanted to be a writer both when i was a kid and both when i was a teenager however of course naturally uh, i was also told that writing is not really a profession it's more like a hobby and you don't make money unless you hit big so i i think i had that crazy idea to apply for studies uh, in uh, sociology we will we will go into that one a little bit later so yeah. but i would like to say that i didn't really wanted maybe to be a so 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 how do you call that person who is a so sociologer no sociologist i don't know sociologist yes but yeah so yeah it was a writer and that little episode where you wanted to be a cleaning lady when you were a little kid that was uh, <laughs> that was when i was three years old and i didn't know how to write <laughs> so that explains a lot but yes i also wanted to be a cleaning i don't know why 
Yeah, but I was apparently introducing myself to all the people. My name is Anna and I want to be a cleaning lady. Okay, good. For mm -hmm. now, it will be a very good, uh, fulfilling answer. Thank you. And now Dennis, who is looking at me slightly like he was going to kill me. But let's hope that's not the case. Okay, so who do you want to be when you finally grow up? Dennis. I, I turned 40 in three weeks, so when it's grown up, I don't know. But I'm hoping to have my own production company and do radio and do TV shows with a couple of other people that you already know. Do we know them? Yeah. Okay, okay, good. And what makes you think that this is the right thing for you? Um, well, I can answer that in two parts, because when I was little, I wanted to be a musician. And with my very, very bad back, the, the touring life and the... the, the number of hours you have to put in to become a touring musician it, it i just can't handle it physically mm -hmm. but doing radio shows and, and doing sound on radio shows and doing sound on tv shows that i can do and then play music as a, a, a secondary thing that i enjoy and i put as much energy into but i i, I can't afford to put all stakes on it so okay Good. Well, you've already mentioned that you wanted to be a musician yeah. when you were a kid and a teenager. Did you have any other ideas? Like really, we are talking childhood and, you know, the initial teenage years, not, you know, like we will go later into like studying and stuff. But as a kid, teenager, any other ideas? Um, I made the decision to try and, and uh, to go the music way when I was 17. I could feel, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do college. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it full-time, and I'm going to put everything into it. Okay, so you don't have uh, memories like when you were five and you wanted to be, for example, like a police officer, fireman, or, uh, superman? No, actually, yeah. uh, my parents tell me, and I, I do remember it vaguely, uh, saying to my mother at age nothing, that I was sure that I, I my future was on the stage. Mm. And mm -hmm. so I knew from very early age that, I wanted to do something on a stage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it's very much like my middle boy. He's also, since very young, he's very sure that he's going to be a musician and he's very sure he's going to be a guitar player. Mm -hmm. And Slash is, is his absolute idol. Mm -hmm. So, okay, cool. Uh, so, now I will just briefly tell you what are those five challenges. Mm -hmm. So, challenge number one is knowing or being sure that what I choose will satisfy me for a long time or knowing that I'm choosing the right path. So basically having that certainty or knowing that that's the right thing that I'm choosing for myself and that I will be satisfied for a long time. The second challenge is discipline and laziness. The third challenge is finding the courage to cross personal challenges, boundaries, to step out of the comfort zone. Number four, knowing your value strengths and weaknesses and number five it's hard to foresee how it's going to be in five years for me and that was especially from young people the ones who are designing their career for the first time people who who were there already redesigning their career they had it's probably easier for them than for someone that is doing it for the first time still very young being able to foresee uh, what's the future for them in five years so that were the top five challenges anything that surprised you Mm, no, not really, to no. be honest. No, common Come challenges, on. quite understandable. Yeah. Right? Well, the one thing surprised me, but that is in comparison to the few future, Jesus, to the past, to the to the past of foot, to the past of my life. No, to the past that I lived through. Mm -hmm. To the past experiences, mm -hmm. yeah, I know, I know, and I want to be a writer, huh? Mm -hmm. But at least I can I can uh, come up with three creative ways or on how to screw it up, so that's good. Uh, when I was young, I don't remember to worry if my choice will uh, be still valid in five years. I don't remember that at all, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is probably, um, I could really see people who really know mm -hmm. what they want to do in their life. So when you ha have this kind of people like the two of you guys, that already when you were small, you really knew you want to be a writer, you, Dennis, want to be a musician. 
mm-hmm. you have known it all this time, it's not a concern for you whether you will want to be a musician in five years because you have already wanted it for 20 years, for 25 years. Okay. But if you have someone like me or other people, you know, that were the students there who have never known what it is actually that they could be or they had 15 different ideas, those people, they really struggle with with like creating a vision of themselves mm-hmm. in five years because they don't have that sense of what it is that they would like to be doing. And I think that makes it very interesting. And there are some people who have some ideas what it is that they would like to do. You know, it's in stages. It's not either or. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is, you know, there are also the shades of gray, (laughs) so to speak, in between. Some say 50. Yeah, some say 50. I haven't counted them, uh, but uh, I'm sure there are some, you know, gray zones. However, I could notice that difference, that there were people... The ones who know since childhood or early teenage Mm -hmm. years who really know who they want to be, they don't have a problem to create a vision for themselves in five years or it's not such a huge challenge. And those people who are like, 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 you know, like I even asked them at the beginning, why are you here today? You know, like what makes you come here today? And there are people who were there. It's entrepreneurship and innovation. I want to be an entrepreneur. I really want to learn and develop and grow, find my Mm -hmm. competencies. And then some other people like blank face. Like, why am I even here today? Because (laughs) they accepted me, so I came. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the students answering, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, that question. So I think that's just this variety. Some of us know, Mm -hmm. have this very deep sense of who we want to be when we grow up and I say when we grow up because I think hopefully we are growing all our lives so as long as we're alive we still have the chance to grow up and become that thing that we want to be so that's why Mm -hmm. I call it even though we are all here kind of in our midlife crisis zone uh, of age uh, we are still growing up right yeah but Marta I have a question for you did you also had have those uh, thoughts like uh, am I uh, going to want the same thing in five years when you were choosing your career path yes definitely I've had a lot of these thoughts like uh, okay I but but you know it comes with time so when I was even making that speech yesterday I was like when I was a kid I thought maybe I could be a lawyer maybe Mm -hmm. I could be a psychologist maybe I could be a performer Mm -hmm. maybe I could be a diplomat like I had very various ideas on what kind of career I could have and then when I saw that those ideas change every year or two yes thinking about do I still gonna am I still gonna feel this way in five years was a big concern for me. Mm-hmm. So choosing a university and thinking like, whoa, am I really gonna be, you know, wanting to do that mm-hmm. in five years was a good question, was a very, very val- valid question. Because I was getting uninterested. I was very passionate about that idea that I had mm-hmm. for about a year or so, and then it was disappearing, and then there was another thing that could that I was passionate about. And for example, that was one of the really big questions that I was asking myself when I wanted to redesign my career, when I wanted to quit my job. I was like, whoa, but what if in two years I'm bored with that again and I don't want to do it? Like, am I willing to, you know, to put all at risk? I have three kids and so on. I have a tendency to get bored easily. I don't have that, you know, so that was a really, really big question. But of course, I found a way how to go around it. But okay, let us go into that first challenge. So uh, the challenge for today is how to redesign your career. And I believe that we should put that jingle just to mark that we are now into the solution mode. Okay. A very challenging challenge of the week. Yeah, I, I had to I had to put the jingle. Will like we put it five times? No. Before every challenge? No. no we, remember once. we were talking about having the a short jingle with option one. That was very bad. But we, we are thinking about it because it's it's always nice to have that nice musical breather, even if it's five seconds. So no, we will not go five times with the with the challenge jingle. That's uh, an overkill, I guess. Well, this time we don't have five options, but this time we have five challenges. Jesus, yes. Yeah. But so do we have 
an option per challenge or do we have we five have options? We have five challenges mm-hmm. and then we have a discussion for each of the challenges. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. let's dig into the challenge number one. Yes. Being sure that what I choose will satisfy me for a long time. Mm-hmm. or being sure that I'm choosing the right path. Mm-hmm. So we actually started that discussion already. We started to talk about some people they just know. They have these very profound sensations since they are small or since they are teenagers, young people, who ex- who exactly they want to be. And for that people, the challenge could be actually doing it. So the challenge could be how do I remove all the like limiting beliefs? Uh, you ha- you have mentioned some Anna already that you were hearing that being you cannot make money on being a writer unless you hit big and so on. These kind of things can really hold someone uh, back mm-hmm. in becoming a writer. So there are people who know exactly what they want to do. And then the challenge is to remove the blocks or limitations on the way in order to be able to become this one, which is still often very challenging, right? It's just that you know what you want to do and you need to remove the challenges, uh, obstacles in order to become that. And then there are those people who have n- no idea and they need what they need is the clarity. They need to figure out what it is that they would like to become. And how to do that? Well, for these people, I can tell you, if you are really at the very, very gray area, almost black area of that, like, I really don't know. I have like a gray fog in my own mind, have no idea what to do, or have a very, very, very little idea and a lot of doubt. The only way, in my opinion, is to try things out. Especially when you are a young person, and you haven't had yet much experience with many different things, the best way to do it is actually by trying different things out, joining different clubs, projects, volunteering, just simply gathering that experience and finding out how it feels. Because if you don't know it, if you don't have that sense of what it is, it's like, I I don't know how much is the percentage of a chance that it will just dawn upon you that oh, this enlightenment moment. Yeah, that, the piano of purpose. Yes, yeah. the piano of purpose. The most, uh, the best thing you can do at that point of time is to try things out. So whenever you get an idea of what that could possibly be, you find a way to test drive it. That was, uh, that was, my, uh, that was my point. And uh, here I had some questions that I wanted to ask you guys just to, just to prove a point. But I am seeing that the time is running. Yeah, just admit it. You saw our faces and you were like, ah, no, uh, I don't want to talk to those guys. They are useless. No, I wanted to ask, like, you wanted to be a writer. What did you end up studying? You have you have uh, explained uh, that, that I think I think yeah I want uh, what you wanted to study yes yeah. exactly which kind of is uh, well kind of connected in a sense that it's a humanistic sad study social social sciences not like physics mathematics I guess I'm trying to find the red thread here yeah so you wanted to study sociology you ended up studying marketing and management Woo-hoo! the first job that you took was. Like uh, the first job you were paid for in relation, like after you finish the the education. After, okay, uh, student job counts. Let's start with full time because that 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 was <laughs> logistic assistant. Uh, the first job was procurement master data administrator in SAP system. Second job, uh, business process. No, uh, uh, Jesus, senior master data. I don't remember something with master data and processes. Yes. Okay. And then when you were done with all the jobs with master data and processes, what was the job that you took? Business process manager. When you were already done with all the process uh, jobs, what was the next job that you took? You, You mean my last job? I mean, we already get that you were working with the data and business processes. And what was the next career no, choice? It's because I'm thinking, did I have a job between that and the chief operating officer? No, that would okay. be Okay. So then the next job was COO. Basically, mm-hmm. I just wanted to show that you wanted to be a writer. Then you have decided to study sociology. Then you ended up studying marketing and management. And you ended up working with master data and business processes and then becoming a an COO. And you have d- still said 
actually what I want to do is I want to be a writer, a teacher and so on. Okay. But just just to just to make it clear, I was writing a lot of long emails to people <laughs> at work. At work, uh, at points they were sarcastic, uh, sarcastic and uh, snarky and that th- those were the ones I never sent, but uh, that that's that's how I was uh, cultivating my passion, I guess. So by asking you those questions, Anna, I wanted to make a couple of points. Mm-hmm. Point number one is when my grandma was going on pension, she was like 45. When my mom was going on pension, she was like 61 or something. Mm-hmm. We probably are going on pension when we are like 70 or something. I thought 102, but... Yeah. <laughs> so we have really expanded our career life. And of course, there are some people who don't want to depend on pension system. Mm-hmm. And then they can, you know, make the money and go still on pension when they are 40 or whatever is their... Um, preferable thing. What I wanted to do, what I wanted to um, to show here is that first of all, it's no longer the only way to have just one career. So it's now very, very common that you can be redesigning your career mm-hmm. many times because this time when we are working has prolonged a lot with uh, the general extension of our lives. And the second point that I wanted to take is that sometimes you need to try different things out. Mm-hmm. before you find out what it is that you want to do or before you reconfirm for yourself that that r- dream of a little girl that wanted to be a writer is still valid. Yeah, although I, I do have to say, if I may mention just shortly, that probably it is also because I have not perceived writing as a job. So I always had it in my head that that's something on a side that I would be doing and the job is to make money. So that was something I truly believed in. And the other thing is, thanks to the experiences that I have uh, gained throughout my, uh, let's call it career, and uh, thanks to the education, I was also kind of trapped in a box. So if you are trying to apply now for a creative writer, if I would like to be a content writer, creative writer, the first thing would be, but you never worked with that. You worked at this and this and this. Your CV doesn't match. It wouldn't even go through the uh, rootless automated CV systems because they wouldn't find the keywords in my education nor in my experience that would point out that, okay, this is a match for a creative writer job. So uh, then I would definitely have to figure out other ways on how to obtain those jobs. Yeah. So still coming back to the challenge of being sure Mm -hmm. that you are choosing the right career path or something that you will know will satisfy you for a long time. You still knew knew it back then already when Mm -hmm. you were small. The challenges that you've had were some of these limiting beliefs that writing is not something that you can uh, you know, yeah. do full time and then being limited in a box of something that you have started uh, to do and you were feeling that you were thrown into now I'm a process person or master data mm-hmm. and process person is difficult to get out of that box. And maybe that's why what uh, those people that that person is afraid of, you know, that I will commit to something and then it's not the right thing. And I'm kind of trapped in that box. So that could be that uh, limiting belief that the person has. Yeah, and, and definitely that's now uh, someone someone did ask me at the end of uh, the lecture. Don't you think that if you are changing your career several times uh, that the potential employers will see it as a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, that's a very good example of a limiting belief because some employers will see it as like, why are you doing this? You know, like, aren't you committed and these kind of things? And while other employees were say like, what's wrong with you that you are doing the same thing over and over again, and you don't want to be growing. Mm-hmm. So I sure. think that this is kind of like, you know, like the employer that you are looking for, also versus designing your own employment and so on. Mm-hmm. But I would like to close that option for now, because we are uh, now uh, approaching a half of our show. And I think the time has come to listen to a song. Yes, so it will be the artist of the week, Dennis. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week. Superman. 
So guys, I think you remember and if you don't remember, you will remember now or you will be informed of a certain um, initiative that we are having this season on the radio. We are trying to um, show off as many local artists here from Aarhus or from Denmark. Actually, we also get some um, some songs from other countries. So, okay, that was a very bad introduction. We want to promote independent musicians who are uh, doing their uh, their fantastic craft without having maybe a record deal or whatsoever and we are uh, welcoming all of you if you are a musician to send us your music and if it will go through the selection process it will be played on the radio and today we will be featuring an artist called Didi. Uh, it is uh, quite confusing because when I hear Didi, I think about Pav Daddy, who actually changed his uh, name to Didi. I don't know why he did that. Probably there is a story behind it. And uh, well, this is not Pav Daddy that sent us the music, as you could imagine. Uh, it's another Didi and he uh, sent us a couple of words, which I will read now to you and then we will listen to his song. So I go by the name of Didi. I am a recording artist and music producer from Bulgaria. But for six years, I am living in Denmark and I love this country. Probably he heard some of our previous shows and now he loves the country. Well, that's great to hear, by the way. I am relaunching my music career here since I had a career back home, but now I want to do it in a better way. I am doing music for many years, but uh, I am coming up now with my debut video for the song Worth It, which we will actually guys hear in a very... Um, in a not this moment, in a moment. The song is from my upcoming album, also called Worth It. The album will be released a song per month on my YouTube channel and across other platforms. The message of the song outlines the struggles we go through while chasing our dreams, how hard it is sometimes, but also how important it is to never stop doing it. The song has very touching lyrics because many people can relate to what I'm singing about, especially in today's day and age. And I think it fits very well to today's challenge guys chasing yes. your dreams and you know sticking there so let's give it up for Didi and worth it
birthday, birthday. Just keep it strong. And now be working, working. Just keep me warm. Your time be worth it, worth it. Just keep me strong. And now be working, working. And now be working, working. And now be working. So that was Didi with the song work, uh, Worth It. And I would just like to say that uh, I, I like the song, catchy, catchy, catchy tune, I think. And uh, I also have an information here that Didi is starting a music production company called The Beat Room. We will put all the information in the show notes. And if you would like to hear your own song on the radio, remember to visit the five options.com, five as a number, and you will have all the details there. So after this really nice and catchy song by Didi, not P. Didi, not Puff Daddy, but Didi, we are going back to the challenge. Yes, and now uh, the second challenge mentioned by the students uh, of the Business Academy uh, Innovation and Entrepreneurship is discipline and laziness. Mm. So I might have a limiting belief here, but I don't believe in lazy people. I don't believe that there is anyone who is lazy or maybe I have not yet met a lazy person in my life simply. Maybe they do exist. I have not met them there because every time I talk to someone who believes that that they are lazy and we scratch the surface, we always find out an underlying reason for behaving in this particular way, which we can, for example, call procrastination. So. <clears throat> why I don't believe in laziness and what I think are the most common reasons for behaving in a lazy way or deciding not to do anything whatsoever. I believe in not having an idea what to do with your life. So lacking clarity of what to do with your life. That could be one reason why we are not doing anything or we feel not motivated to do anything. We just don't have that clarity. Our purpose, our vision, our mission, whatever we want to call it, is simply not clear for us and we feel very disempowered and demotivated. That would be one reason. Second would be fear of failure. So we might know what we want to do, but we are very afraid of failing in doing that. So we are going into this behavior or a pattern of laziness, hiding and yeah, disempowering ourselves or feeling disempowered because of the uh, fear of failure. Then, of course, there is the fear of success. So those people who have a really good sense of their potential, the ones that know deep in their heart that they are really talented and that if they step into that potential, got them, they can become uh, famous. They are actually afraid of success and it is a real thing. And of course, there can be any many other things why which cause this pattern of behavior uh, or pattern of lack of behavior. If it's like laziness, it's different traumas, uh, different diseases, like people can also feel like lazy because they are depressed or because they have a disease of any sort, emotional, physical, mental. I mean, there can be different reasons. So that's my take on it. What do you think, guys? Anna? Uh, Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> okay, Dennis. Yes, Anna was talking a lot today. Um, I think you're you're very right that there's always a reason why people they procrastinate or are lazy or don't believe they can or are afraid to jump in because I think that many people are afraid of the unknown. It's a very human trait. And if you are on the verge of leaping into writing or becoming a full-time whatever, you are jumping into the unknown. And... We, we love the devil we know and we love the, 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 the clarity of knowing tomorrow and not knowing tomorrow can be pretty scary to everybody. And that's, yeah, some people are just more courageous than others. We love the devil we know. That is a fantastic idea for that too. 
Really? For what? Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> we love the devil. We know. But that's that is actually quite uh, quite true. Yeah. So fear of the unknown definitely mm-hmm. should be on the list of one of the things that are the underlying cause of laziness or procrastination. Mm-hmm. Then the second part of it, discipline. So mm-hmm. being disciplined, uh, once you know what you want to do, or once you have been able to work through that, the different types of fears or self-doubt that you have, then the discipline. And of course, we have had that topic many times on our show, how to become more productive, uh, how to empower yourself in that way of uh, getting there where you would like to be through having a very clear purpose and vision for yourself, making a really good plan, planning the things that you want to do in advance, like the day before or even the week in advance, putting away distractions like the phone, you know, locking it in the closet or in the bathroom. In a fridge. Yeah, exactly. Wherever feels right. And then also a very important thing that some people really forget about, I have really forgotten about that for a time in my life, is resting and recharging. Because sometimes we think that we are lazy when in fact we are tired. So it's like we forget to have a good balance in life and resting and recharging. And we work so much in a period of time that then we are like, oh, I just need some time to be lazy. When in fact, it's not about being lazy, but needing simply to recharge. And also when you are setting up the goals or the actions that you need to take, you need them at the right size for you. So that it's not too challenging, that is sending you to a panic zone and that it's not under challenging that it's boring for you to take care of that so that would be just very quickly a few tips on how to become more disciplined and now we will move to the challenge number three which is finding the courage to cross personal challenges boundaries and to step out of the comfort zone and that's a big that's a big thi- that's a big thing. So I've already said quite a lot about that in the previous one because that's exactly I mean okay once you start looking underneath your laziness or procrastination you start finding out those things that are holding you back. So how like again what can cause this feeling of uh, you know being afraid and wanting to stay in your comfort zone? and not being able to find the courage. Again, you know, if fears are stronger than average, so fear can have, you know, I can be a little bit afraid, but I can still manage to do it, or I can be so afraid that I'm paralyzed, you know? So that's a big difference <laughs> in being able to find the courage depending on how, how strong is the fear. There are traumas from the past, and sometimes we think that the trauma is something really horrible that happened, but in, in these regards, a trauma can be also a teacher that told you told you, you suck uh, when you want to be a writer, you're in, I don't know, writing teacher tells you that you suck. There could be, that could be a trauma that is holding you back because a child might not be absolutely ready to cope with this kind of feedback. So that could be a trauma. Then there are, of course, self-esteem and confidence issues, lack of clarity, procrastination. So there are these common things that are blocking people down in finding the courage. Anna, (laughs) now you are being called to the uh, board. I have always (laughs) seen you as a courageous person. What did you? Yes, you have always been able to stand up uh, for other people. You have always been uh, capable of, you know, saying someone in their face like you are doing this wrong, you know. You have even been capable of getting in contact with a CEO of the company that you, a, a huge multinational company that you were working for when you thought that the things were not uh, functioning well. So you really, really come across as a very courageous person. So there is a trick to this question, but I'm waiting. No, there is no <laughs> trick. Like, how do you find your courage? Where is that courage coming from? Maybe that's a tricky question still, but it is a tricky <laughs> question. Jesus, <laughs> if I, I don't know, you know, okay, there are two things and I will try to keep it short because there is one thing that we have a problem with if we are talking about discipline and that's keeping the timing of this show. 
So number one thing is something that I once thought about when I was reading Five Seconds, that book by Mel Robbins, who is telling that we have five seconds to do something like physically to go for something until our brain will start to uh, tell us not to do it and find 100 excuses. So if you want to do something, you just have to stand up and do it. I I think that uh, that that uh, five seconds works in my in my case because many times I, I I was even going back to my childhood and the first time I have protected my little friends I was also little in a first grade of primary school from a bully I did not think about it like what to how to approach the situation I just acted and I basically. Yeah, pushed the guy and we felt on the ice in front of school. That was a very big drama there. But I just reacted. So I, I think one thing is that I have this five seconds of courage kind of thingy where I'm pretty much just acting without thinking. Uh, and that could be uh, somehow enabled by the second thing that I usually can get a lot of distance towards that journey that is called the human existence, you know, in many cases, many things, they simply don't matter, especially in the life span of I don't know how many years I will live 80, 90, does it really matter if I did this or that, who will remember? Life is a really curious and funny thing. And sometimes if we just take ourselves from a center of everything and just look at ourselves from an observer point of view, why not to do it? You know, it's I'm not talking about crazy thing like running without a t-shirt in a t-shirt in a bar or something. But you know, many times things are not so scary. They are not so complicated. They don't have such a grave consequences that we will die. It's okay to do some stuff and then pay maybe small consequences of feeling embarrassed or, or stupid, but it's not such a big deal. There are really only a couple of things that have a grave impo importance, I believe. So that distance, I believe, helped me to go through a lot of moments when I would be discouraged, but I had the courage. I remember when I was a kid and I had a problem with a test and I thought I will fail. I was maybe 10, 11. I was like, so what will happen? The sun will rise next morning. Life will continue. I will be alive and uh, I will have my home. My mom will be there. I was 10, 11. I was telling th those things to myself. So I think it allowed me to gain a lot of distance. And I, I think you have brought several really good points to this one. So first of all, allowing yourself to go after your instinct. Mm -hmm. So if you have an instinct to do something, not overthink it, but allow yourself to go after that as one thing. Second thing, being able to have your own back in it, meaning that if things go south, if the consequences of that behavior are not the greatest ones that you were hoping hoping for, you're not going to be beating yourself up for it, but you're going to have your own back in it. Mm -hmm. That would be the thing. And what uh, what comes across with this is also being forgiving to yourself, like, you know, being able to forgive yourself and let go. I think that are very big things and very important. When and don't forget, I wanted to be a cleaning lady, which means I always think, OK, worst case, if I will harm or or do something to someone else, I will just apologize. So you will clean up, clean up after yourself. And if someone will not take an apology, well, you did the best you could. Yes. So how else can you get some courage? Well, first of all, I think you can look for inspiration. That's one of the ways you can look for people who have done something like the thing that you would like to get courage around and get inspired by those people. You can find yourself a coach or a mentor, a person that will help you through their own journey. For example, like a mentor can help you through their own journey, tell you what they were able to do in, in order to master that courage in order to become, I don't know, a writer, a public speaker, a musician or whatever it is that you want to become. There is, of course, if things are very serious, if the fear is very high, if the self-esteem issue is very profound, if the trauma is big, if something is completely holding you back, it's difficult to find the courage from that very, very low point. So you might need to build yourself up first a little before you are able to jump uh, into deep waters. And that's where a form of therapy, uh, conscious healing, psychotherapy, whatever it is, might be the first thing that you need to do before you're able to jump. And I have another idea for a tattoo line. Fuck it, just rock it. 
So yes, that could it. also be, you know, like just fuck it, just just do it. It it really is not a big deal most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I will collect fuck those. It, let's rug yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe one day we will produce t-shirts so we will use yours, the devils and and the fuck it just rug it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The challenge number 4 was knowing your value, mm -hmm. strengths and weaknesses. And I would look at it for the simplicity of it, I would look at it twofold. On one perspective, when you're very young, before you've had many experiences in life, meaning before you have had several jobs, uh, you have participated in several projects and so on, it might be quite difficult to get to know your strengths and weaknesses. So definitely it becomes easier when you have gathered experience in life and you have actually tested yourself in several different things, you can have a better idea on what are your strengths and weaknesses. So for young people in order to know, again, join projects, clubs, volunteer, find student jobs and so on, and ask people for feedback. Because it might be very difficult for yourself to be able to list your own strengths and weaknesses. It's not that difficult for everyone. But for these people for whom it is a challenge, ask people for feedback. So if you are volunteering, ask the leader. You know, I would really like to hear what's your feedback on my strengths and weaknesses. You can take personality tests which ask you a number of questions and then provide you an insight into what are your weaknesses and strengths. And it's a little bit different with value. Because I believe that value is something that is always there, regardless of what kind of uh, weaknesses and strengths you have. You're always valuable as a human being and you need to start by valuing yourself always. So definitely that, you know, gets tied to self-esteem issue or confidence issues. But it's very, very important to work on that sense your inner sense of value is always the first thing because if if you're just looking for it externally you might be lucky and find someone who will help you because they will see your value or you might be unlucky and find someone who will be riding you <laughs> because of you are <laughs> okay we're doing cool <laughs> excuse me what there could be different things there are okay, people so who are taking advantage of you Taking yes, advantage take of you advantage. because you don't know your own value. And instead of instead of meeting a mentor who can help you get mm -hmm. there, you might meet someone who will be using it for their own advantage. Mm -hmm. So really look into that value of yourself. And here again, it, you know, it comes with experience. It comes with time. It comes with healing uh, reasons why you don't believe in your own value. And when it comes to things like value on the market, mm -hmm. You might, uh, again, use a mentor here to help you assess the value of you as a person in a given profession so that there could be a mentor that could help you with that. But enough from me on that topic. What do you guys do? You have any cool ways that we could recommend to people how they can find out about their weaknesses and strengths or their value? I, I just have a one remark about value and I will not start this topic in a profound way because we have few time, but every single person has a value and that is very important. And I believe that the times we are living in, and I will call them for a simplicity sake, capitalistic times are confusing economic value with a human value. Everyone has a value, even if you cannot find a job or produce money. It's very important to remember because that's the essence of humanity. We do have a value. We are walking fucking miracles, even the way our lungs or liver works. And I know because I had to learn that with my daughter for her science test. It just blew me away. So, guys, remember, every single person has a value. Yeah. Okay. Anything to add, Dennis? Um, yeah, I would, I would take a step back to some uh, the, the f yeah, previous question that uh, failing, if, if you don't succeed at first, it's not, uh, you, you're not failing, you're learning something. And when you're young and you're trying to go into a profession, not getting your dream job at first, it doesn't mean that you suck. It just means that someone was better. And that doesn't devalue you as a person or as a professional. You might be awesome at your job or your profession or whatever, but someone was better in that instance. So failing at something, there's a lesson in it. There's a lesson to learn from failing. So to young people, get up, try again. 
It, it, you're not, it's not the end of the world that you don't get a job. And in the music business, everybody knows that. You, you don't get a, a super smash world hit at first, unless you're like Justin Bieber or something. I wanted to give exactly the same example <laughs> so of that it, MySpace. It, it takes hard work and it takes a, a lot of uh, second and third and tenth and twelfth places in the world, in, in the workplace, wherever, mm -hmm. until you reach what end up being your dream, because sometimes what you wish for as a child, it, it you rearrange your priorities as, as you get older. And what when you're 15, five years is, a, is like, it's the world. It's the entire time of the world. When you're 40, five years is nothing. So perspective. Sure. Perspective. And if you are Justin Bieber, Bieber of this world, so Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's number one. Number two, if you are lucky, if you are that lucky, I know that there are people who are who are instantly successful. Then you also have this uh, fear of, of of falling down from the first place. That's also I think it's really important to remember that everything has a dark side. And you know, people who fail, they can learn. People who succeed at once, they actually have a fear of falling down from the pedestal. So you know, not everything is so definitive or positive or negative. You know, but that that's a topic. For a different show, for a different how do you show. handle success? Oh. Yeah, that how do you react when you actually reach your goal? But that's a very good point, and that's just to mention every single person have their challenges. Mm -hmm. They can be very different, mm -hmm. and the same challenge can feel extremely different to everyone. So we are, we take things very individually. Mm -hmm. So definitely, and remembering your already worth it you're already valuable no matter where you are right now if you are super successful or you are you know without a job just looking for your first job job you are already worth it worthwhile worthful whatever we want to call it definitely. valuable yes definitely Def that is a very important message look you go in a park you see a tree oh tree it's so valuable why you don't have the same reflex when you see another human being for the f sake yeah, well, the, the, here that there could be also different, uh, uh, different things. There are not, not everyone values that tree. And okay, we need to park it because we have uh, very few time left, and we have the last challenge, which is hard to foresee how it's going to be in five years for me. And this is a very good point that you have just given, Dennis. That when you are very young, five years can be a really big amount of time, mm -hmm. and then it means that the vision of yourself you can create for one year, not for five years. So if you are very young and you simply think like, I have no idea what, how and where in five years, then start from a vision in one year. That's the first thing. And when creating a vision of yourself, you can allow yourself to dream a little bit. That means that do it when you're feeling actually quite well. If you're feeling like shit, it might not work, especially at the beginning before you have that vision the first time. So do it at time when you're feeling quite well. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to relax. And if it's very difficult to see yourself in five years or one year or three years, you can imagine that you are running a movie. So you can imagine that you are opening yourself up to seeing a movie about yourself in that amount of time that feels right for you. One year, five years, whatever. And then you ask yourself these three questions. Who am I? What am I doing? What do I have? So this is be, do and have. Mm -hmm. Who am I? What am I doing? And what do I have? That's just to get some concrete answers from that vision. And you so make the movie around those three central yeah. questions well first of all you can just allow yourself to run that movie that's the most important mm -hmm. thing and as you are in that movie okay who am i in that movie and then the answers start coming around who am i you know like there could be in relation to roles you're playing in your life i am a mother i am an entrepreneur and so on or it could be more profound and uh, what am i doing to be able to p start pointing yourself into what kind of activities I'm taking and what do I have? It could be when it's related to the like uh, your professional life. Uh, what do I have? I have a boss or I have a team of my own, you know, these kind of things. So 
Thank you so much. We hope that you have been able to redesign your career. And uh, yes, we hope that those five challenges and the solutions or discussions around those challenges have provided you some insight. Bye. We really, really hope so. Bye, everyone. We will hear each other next time. Hear each other. Or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks.